When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's White Boy Chris. If the Pat Downs ever made you laugh, then join our Patreon and support us. Get bonus content, a t-shirt, or an autographed copy of Rabbit, Miss Pat's autobiography. Visit misspatcomedy.com for the link to the Patreon, and while you're there, join our Facebook group. Welcome to another episode of the Pat Down and Hell Yeah, my show broke BETL. Thanks to my damn crack babies, my fans, y'all TikToks, y'all reposts, y'all reviews, y'all did every damn thing. Y'all did everything so bad, I hid in my hotel room. I was scared to come out. Matter of fact, did I tell y'all me and Quisha walked inside of a beauty supply and he's so far and this lady said, ah! Oh! I said, bitch, what's wrong with you? And she's like, you bitch, Pat! I was like, bitch, calm down. You about to get hit. Pat. <laughs> 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 scared the dog shit out of me. I'm like, oh. She's like, I was just telling everybody to watch your show. I said, little girl, you gonna run up on me like that. You gonna get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a convicted fella. Uh, stay tuned after the music and find out what we talked about on the Pat Down with, with Miss Pat, Dion, and Chris. You better get up, get out, and tune into this podcast. Miss Pat spit the truth, spit the real fact. Nothing but the ugly, classy at the same time. Pat got the flavor, these are not the same lines. That's the politics, she been on the real grind. It could be pretty but ugly at the same time. Just tune in, put your lock on the spin down. Ain't no need for the wait and turn her up now. What you talking about? It's real though. And cut the game, you get no play like Nintendo. You wait the time, turn it up, nothing but the ugly. Straight off the top, everything she say, you know it's funny. Full blast, this is taste of the future. Listen on your iPhone or your desktop computer. Share it, tweet it, ain't no way to beat it. Nothing but the ugly, turn it up and gon' repeat it. Hey guys! Anything going on this week? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> what a fucking crazy four days. <laughs> it exceeded my expectations. How about you, Miss Pat? Uh, it got me too, goddamn. You know, I expected good. Re- well, I was kind of a little worried because, you know, you don't really know how people going to take shit, especially when you cursing and you being real. All these old set it off right motherfuckers in this world oh my god how dare you but you suck frozen cucumber with condoms on it and play like you got a dick at the house <laughs> so um um i was a little worried but one thing i know it was it was where it was well written it was funny we talked about shit so if they wanted to hate they were just gonna hate so i just told jordan i said one thing i've learned in life Crack ain't never had no motherfucking commercial. Crack sell itself. And what we have here is the crack before the comeback came out. What's the comeback? That's when you used to add it to the crack and it blew it up. Um, uh, <laughs> blow it up and make it extra dope. So nice. We got, you got the fur crack right now. First season was a fur crack. And Friday. I know we all worked on it. We worked really hard. Each and every fucking joke from sun up to sundown. Friday, she called me, Chris. Mm-hmm. 
it was like maybe uh, two or three in the morning. And I go, oh, my God, Miss Pat is calling me. I can't believe it. You're so famous. <laughs> she goes, What's fuck you. <laughs> I know. I don't. I guess I don't know why you, you know, my friend Jordan over at Barstool, she got invited to the party, to the premiere party. She's like, is she gay? I'm just so excited. <laughs> I'm like, how does she not think she's this girl meets famous people all day, every day at Barstool HQ, but Miss Pat invites her to a party. She's boohooing. <laughs> she came too, and she watched it. She like it was so good, Miss Pat. She's the sweetest. It, was, so it meant a lot that you invited her. Sitting at the premiere, you know, you watch. I've watched the pilot a hundred times, y'all. Right. And, you know, I was, we was hand in hand, we cutting it, and you know, making sure it didn't sound like a laugh track and fighting with people about jokes. So I spent a lot of long hours after we was finished. Uh, taping this shit, just putting it together with Jordan. Now, don't mind, I mean, don't get me wrong, he put a lot more hours than I did because I had to go off and be a comedian. But sitting there at that premiere, you know, and seeing people who had never seen it, it was almost like stand up to me. I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't really know what's coming. It was just funny as hell. And sitting there that day, I really, I told my friend Trace, I said, I think I got a hit. It you was do. that for me. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, sure. I think I got a fucking head. Remember when you showed me the pilot the first time, and I told you, I go, Pat, watching this reminds me of good TV from the nineties. Yes. I go, it ain't been a show like this since the the, the mid nineties, where people were like, man, I can't wait till next week, and you would you be in school, and you'd be like, did y'all see the episode, man? I wonder what they're gonna talk about next that's the vibe that that show gives. And then you've seen it. It's, it's been out for two days and it's been nonstop people saying the exact same thing. Like, Oh man, I had to watch it over and over and over again. I missed something the first time because I was laughing so hard. It's just been amazingly positive reviews. I haven't seen one negative. Thing. I haven't either. And I've been, I've been looking. I know my, uh, Nike was like, mom, you know, you're going to say something stupid. I said, what? Nike said, <laughs> Why y'all put so many jokes in here? I gotta go back and watch it again because I was laughing too. I said, "Get your dumb ass out my face!" <laughs> yeah, that's my. I only have one criticism. There weren't any fart jokes, and I really feel like you had the full range of comedy except for fart jokes. So, really, could you redo the whole series? Uh, no, fuck you. <laughs> I, I never wrote a fucking fart joke. <laughs> uh, but it's you know it's it's. Uh, it's surreal shit. Uh, you know, it took five years to get here. Uh, two, three networks, so many no's, so many ups and downs. And, and this is one reason why I never take no for announcing. I, I don't give up easy. I fight, goddammit. And we did. And I'm so glad that BT Plus picked us up because I know we are at the right fucking place to get this type of show done. Yeah. I mean, they're... And the audience love it. It it was it was really well done. Jordan and all the writers and you like captured your family, your vibe perfectly. Like it shows exactly what it's like to be in Miss Pitt's Miss Pat's house. Like Pitt's. with Miss Pitt's house. Well, that's my <laughs> that's that's my other you podcast. Mr. Pitt's Crunk Babies. Uh, you, yeah, I thought it was really really good. Like I know it's like I work at Bob and Tom, and they're like comedy club owners like they've seen every comic heard every joke and my my coworker jeff was just like it's really good 
you know, Tom thought it was really good. Like there's, you know, when you, when you have, have like industry people like Rogan and, and Whitney Cummings and all these podcasts that you've been doing go, it's really good. Like, you know, it's good because there's nothing worse than like some of these sitcoms now where you turn on a sitcom like on Netflix and you, you're like, the fuck is this shit? Sitcoms are, are just dog shit now. And you guys weren't hacky. It, it was, I was gonna say, challenging. I think that was the the most um, fascinating thing about it that the jokes weren't predictable. Yeah, it wasn't a set up a lead up to like I know what you're about to say. No one ever knew what you were gonna say next. Nobody ever knew what Denise was gonna say next. <laughs> it, it wasn't formulaic, right? Yeah, at all. Yeah. Well, you don't know what I'm gonna say in my fucking stand up unless you don't see me do the same set that I'm tired of doing now. I'm getting ready to finally fucking tape, but um. You know, I I've learned I've always learned to write jokes, and and that's when when I first met Jordan, like I was like, oh, let me talk to you for a minute, little uh, dude. Uh, I could see that joke coming. I said, let me show you how to write a joke. You, I said, I said the, the best joke is when somebody don't know it's coming. That's when you get that gut fucking laugh that feel like somebody punched you in your damn stomach. <laughs> like when you told and Jordan knew- to stop giving gay shout outs on Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> I, ju- I just watched that. <laughs> 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 what are you flirting with your hands? <laughs> I have wrecked my car. <laughs> uh, I said, Rogan, put your hands there. You're sick in the dicks. Put your hands there. <laughs> but, um, you know, he listened and we listened to each other and he just started to write a whole different way, especially with comedy. I said, we can't write shit that people know is coming and, you know, corny shit. And that's a good thing about him. He was never corny to me. It was just some of the, like one or two things in the very beginning. I said, hey, I can see that coming. And you always want to hide the punchline because that's why it's so funny. Like, that, you don't know I'm about to tell them kids, this piece of hell my fucking head. You don't know I'm about to say, uh, did you it? tell your daddy what, where a click is? Did you teach your daddy what a click is? You don't know that shit. Reagan was like, my fiance was like, I've never heard the N-word in a show before, especially not this much. You know, so I just think, like, the language, I don't know, I didn't find it, I guess I'm just used to you, you know, like, it, it to me, we're friends, so it's like... You're used to it. <laughs> right, so it wasn't shocking to me, but to sit with somebody who doesn't, you know, talk to you every but day. But it's, it's not shocking to anybody, because the show is so funny, yeah. you laugh, and then you, then you go back, like, wait a minute, they were doing a lot of fucking cussing. Oh, but they was cursing. Right. So we, we built it like that. So even though it's cursing down, you enjoy the show so much. It's like if you're at a restaurant and the food is so fucking good and you see a roach go up the wall. It's like, well, shit, I'm already in now. <laughs> I think I think the magic of the language and the writing in the show, it's not, it's not he cussing that, just he to be cussing. He eat at a restaurant where roaches at. He just had a Burger King <laughs> cup, so he's had four roaches today. <laughs> I, you guys don't know, but roaches got are full of protein. <laughs> and you do need it. But anyway, what was you about to say? I was going to say that cussing isn't just to be cussing. Like there's right. even, every time that it's said, it it's either driving a point home or it's emphasizing something. And so just random throwaway cuss words to be, you know, that's like the early days of HBO and Showtime when they they're like, well, we can say fuck here, so let's really like put it in everything. And it was like, okay, we get it. It's not meant to be edgy because cursing's not edgy anymore. There, the no. episode, the episode where uh, you step on the coo- the second episode, the coupon books. <laughs> you go, did she just call me a nigga? 
And then at the end of the episode, you hit it again. And it's just, it just fits. It works. It's perfect. But it's not just saying it to be saying it. it the, am I, I have a question. Am I allowed to say renig? Is that a problem? Is that a... <laughs> Okay. Well, I was watching the card game, and I was like, "Wait, have have I been saying something racist my entire life?" But then, <laughs> but then when you fill out Renig, that made me howl. It was that's that was great. That was my favorite episode. Was the uh, the racism episode, which again was not done like I'm going to talk down to you, white people. You need to be less racist, like that sort of like smug attitude that that I think pushes people away a lot of times you dealt with it in a way that was very funny you were the the problem then everybody was trying to talk to you and you really saw the point that was trying to be made in a really funny way um if not incredibly racist to our asian friends (laughs) (laughs) i mean it was like i always put stuff back on me even with my stand-up because it's a teachable moment you know i figure you can learn through me instead of me saying hey this is you so i feel like if i when i put it on me it's easier for people to swallow the pill that we're trying to say and it's usually pretty fucking true you know uh, episode three is that the non-ginger foundation thing? I think so. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, let me what? let me pull up the episode list so we can talk educated about the show that you wrote. <laughs> I think that's episode four with all the words, right? Yeah, the the sticks and stones. Episode, I thought that was all episode one. Episode three is Ashley comes comes right. Home. Yeah, sticks and stones had the Neutrogena. See somebody at the club. Uh, call the club for me, baby. Okay. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's new. Yeah, and that was a teachable moment for me because I was a kid in the neighborhood like that, and that's why I, I challenged. We tried to with well, Jordan challenged it through me, so people can say, "Hey, you know, it's, it's nothing wrong with you when you don't know, as long as you're willing to fix it." You have the innocence of uh, of ignorance, right? Right. But once you're, you're confronted, no, I'm saying. You don't know. You don't know until someone tells you. So that's that's right. the that's the ignorance that most people have, which is innocent because you don't know. You don't know, and yeah. it isn't until you 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 were confronted with it in the episode that you actually stop to think about it and go, you know what? You're right. I do need to change because yeah. I don't want to be out here hurting people. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what it's all about. My second favorite was the club. You had shown me that at your house, along with the baby daddy episode. But the club was hysterical. That la- the blonde lady that played the the white Plainfield resident, like, like she was so good. All the actors she, in the show were great. She was so nice. Yes, just funny. and I cannot wait to bring her back because she's my own girl. She's my only friend in the neighborhood. Like she's, uh, you know. The neighborhood is white, so you really won't get to see a lot of black people unless they're family members. So, you know, I'm not going to pretend like they live. Other people live in my neighborhood. I'm just it's it's where I live at for real. But that lady is probably she's probably based off people that I've met in Plainfield. Because when I when she when she auditioned, her name is Reagan, too. And uh, when she auditioned and I was looking, I was like, oh, my God. This one they looking like they're paying for. <laughs> Her, the secretary, all of them, and that's why the casting is so good because I tried to keep it so they open. 
So that's when my books come. So real to my life. I try to keep it so real, you know, where people can say, oh, this show look really real. The casting is so good. I had, and that's uh, all we- I had friends and family messaging me, all my Plainfield friends and family. Plainfield's very excited about this, obviously. They're like, was that Mr. So-and-so? Did she base that off of him? Was that the, the like everybody's trying to figure out who in town was what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I got I got another comment that like a friend thought that when you went out into the community that that was one of their favorite things was that it was like that fish out of water. Like, and I think in episode two where you're going to the PTA meeting, if if I can just be honest, like you nailed something, and I, I like you felt judged like, oh my God, they're looking at me like I'm black and they know I'm a felon. And it turned out that all the white people were feeling insecure too. And that was causing the awkwardness. And I always kind of felt like as a white person, I was nervous to talk to black people because I was afraid that they would think I was judging them or vice versa. Like, I don't know. You really nailed that anxiety in a really funny, artful way. And I thought it was really, really good. And that's, that's what we was trying to do. We was trying to nail a lot of, you know, stuff without just pointing the finger, you know, to try to get conversation started, really, you know, because I know how I felt when I moved to Plainfield. Yeah. And that's how I felt. But that's not what that was. Just, that shit was just in my head. It was in my head that they wasn't going to sell me because I was black and they didn't let me in the coupon party. And, you know, all that stuff was just in my head and, and we took it and put it on paper which I'm glad you was able to relate to. In a big way, yeah. I mean, there was one part where in the daddy episode with the the stepdad and Brandon, like, you know, being a future stepdad, like, that that made me tear up. You know, like, I just think, and I'm sure there were a bunch of people who watched, you know, one commenter was like, I fought with my sister before, and that had me crying so hard because I just related to it so much. I, I think... There are so many parts of this that were relatable on so many levels, no matter where you come from in life. Well, that's good. You know, I'm, I'm hoping that they give us a second season. Well, they have to. You crashed BET Plus. People that first day couldn't watch it. It was it was dragging on them. There's no way. There's no way. There's it's not still, a it's season. still dragging. Yeah, because I've been I've really? been trying to loop the episodes and sometimes the the app will just crash and I have to reload it. So there was one woman who was going out to take her kids to a soccer game. Deanna wrote in just to let you know, my two daughters, 11 and 10, were going to soccer practice. We were getting ready to leave. The TV was on in their bedroom loud and my husband told them to turn it off. And they yelled, no, mom, Miss Pat said she needs a season two and that we need to leave it playing when we're watching, when we aren't watching it. <laughs> <laughs> They're 10 and 11. <laughs> well, I say, if you talk to your kids the way I talk to my kids, they ugly ass can watch it too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it really is a family show. It's just with language. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just with language. If you took out the language, I mean, it's coming. It's going to eventually be on BET. It might be more appropriate for the family, but it's it's to me. I know that we pulled our heart sweats and, and backs into this bitch, and I'm so glad that the public received it the way they did. Yeah, I mean, it was hundreds of. Con- I couldn't keep up, Dion. I didn't see a single negative one, not in the crack babies at all. There were none in the crack babies. I was on Twitter 
um, and Instagram searching to see if anybody had anything negative to say. And I couldn't find out a single negative comment. And what was really cool on Twitter was there were so many celebrities who were tweeting about the show that I didn't even think would think to watch it, you know? So between now and the 26th, that's it's determined on the street. Jordan said on Rogan that between and on the last episode, it's based on how many people watch it. Will we know the 26th where it was at? Or do you have any numbers now? Like any idea? We don't get any numbers for two weeks. Um, be about two weeks, probably about three weeks before we know if we got it, but probably about a month or so. It could be longer. I don't know um, how long before they tell us if we even got a second season. Mm. So there will be a riot. (laughs) (laughs) If you a second season, it would be the biggest travesty. Well, the good part is it did so well. If it's not a second season, another network could always come along and pick it up. But I think the relationship that we have here at BET Plus, that they really care about this show. You can see it in the marketing. I mean, the marketing was crazy. I've never seen a show on that network market the way they market this show. And I mean, I'm just so I'm so grateful. I've never said my heart stopped when I saw Miss Pat in a TMZ tweet. I was like, (laughs) fuck, who did she beat up? She couldn't handle the pressure. She kicked the shit out of a clerk somewhere. And it was an advertisement. I mean, they, you know, three billboards in Plainfield, Times Square, Atlanta. Like, it's, it was, it was everywhere. Like, that first day, everywhere, me and all of my friends, like, it was just, it followed us all over the, whoever that digital agency is, you should get a raise. Like, it was amazing. Thank you. I'm going to tell Caitlin because they, I mean, when I tell you, I was like, y'all fucking killed it. I mean, all the gifts they made, people TikToking. Some lady just literally, Jordan just literally sent me this from a lady. She said, I saw a clip of the Miss Pat show on TikTok. So I decided to watch it. Oh my God, this show so damn black. Not Tyler Perry black. Black people black. It's just a lot of cussing, but still funny, funny as a motherfucker. I got to be like, I mean, obviously I'm not black. I didn't feel like it was a black show. Well, black people say that because the characters are black. You know, I think when they black people say black, it's like when you see me, you say I'm a black comedian. But when you you hear my stand up, I attract everybody. So she just saying what she's attracted to. If if it was a white person, they're like, oh, my God, this show is so fucking good. I can relate. So it is not black. She's black. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That makes sense. <laughs> She's just excited to see something that represents her, but she don't know people of all ages. It's rep- I mean, all races. It's represent all races. I mean, if you don't have a Miss Pat in your family, I mean, you're not. If your wife is not a Miss Pat, you probably have a Miss Pat in your family. You might know family members that act like us. No, nobody has a Miss Pat in their fa- like. She and I were talking about this earlier. <laughs> we, I have been around you too long. I have been close to you too long that i like we forget how funny and good you are like when you would come on bob and tom five years ago i'd be like who is this person she's gonna be a monster like she's just there's nobody like miss pat i mean rogan really hit on it too it's like you can't be replaced with anybody you know like they're i don't know it's it's uh, i i tell people all the time all the miss pats in your family didn't survive that second gunshot (laughs) 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 
<laughs> it reminds me of the, of the the dad, and I shot the bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I shot the bitch. Gariana has the biggest laugh at that moment. <laughs> That's why no. I shot the bitch. You can hear Gariana clear as day. No, you think that's funny? Y'all need to... Well, the show is fucking funny. But you want more funny? Watch the fucking bloopers we about to release. Oh, so y'all are oh doing bloopers. We did do a blooper reel. Oh, my God. It, it was so fucking funny, y'all. Did you see it, Dion? You, you sent me a, a thing. But I, I don't know if that's the one you're talking about. But the one where... Uh, I found... Yeah. Yeah, that's the blooper reel. Chris it asked was, me for that clip. I go, I don't have it. Otherwise, I'd have gave it to him. But oh, that. <laughs> oh, it's, when, when we I remember it. being there alive. Uh, yeah. Fucking poor and Gariana didn't give zero fucks about you. <laughs> she didn't ask me. I fell. Okay? My kids. I hear, I hear my kids say, "LT, the furniture fell." <laughs> 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 and then Gariana holler, "My check, my check." <laughs> <laughs> Well, this was I was most mostly excited for the show because we could finally show the clip of you air humping, uh. which is the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. The the director you posted this. Rub your titty. And then you had to tell us about rub my titty. Okay, so you ain't gonna fall. You got a chair and a counter, and I'm sweating. Good. she was so apprehensive about doing that scene chris like really i feel stupid and kim is like no you got to do it like this and miss pat was like but i feel dumb she was like look this is how you got to do it so that was how 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 long did you you spend on that scene miss pat it was like probably 10 15 minutes just at that part for kim to explain it so we finally started recording it and it was gold (laughs) <laughs> that was another thing that 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 i thought was really really phenomenal about this show was your interaction with the different directors can you talk about that a little bit how their differences um oh every shape shaped each episode uh yeah yeah of course debbie allen shot the pilot that was fucking out of this world because i mean she literally like I said on every podcast, she was sitting me down at her house and work with me, and she really sh- and she put me in shape for the pilot. So the other nine episodes come along. Uh, the first director was Robert Countryman, who was so good, but worked the dog shit out of us. We had no air that day because that was the first shoot, so I guess they didn't think we needed no fucking air. And it was a long day. You know, it was the first episode back after the pilot, and it was just so much shit to do to get in order. And so... There was some ups and downs, but he was so patient. And he just comes in, he just comes like, this show is so fucking funny. Thank you, Robert Country. Excuse me, y'all, for doing a great fucking job, even though you like to sweat all our wigs off. (laughs) 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 Um, Then came Mary Lou Bella. Uh, She was the only white director we had. But when I tell you she was funny, she was all them N-word. And before she would say, it was like, I said, um, I said, I would say, Mary Lou, because she came from shooting like, um, what's those shows, uh, NCI, NCIS? Mm. So I said, Mary Lou, you ain't never been around no real nigga shit like this. <laughs> 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 and, 
So she the one stream when in one of those monologues. And what does she stream at? She 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 goes porch monkey. She goes porch monkey. <laughs> I was like, I want Mary Lou to say it because I feel it when she said it. <laughs> was she white? Yeah, yeah she did like, not okay. want to say it. I said, say porch monkey, Mary Lou. It what what so about funny. the what about the kid that had to say the N-word, which one of my favorite lines was oh. was uh we're the Mexican family. We were the black before you guys got here. <laughs> which <laughs> being from Plainfield and not having a black classmate in, in the late nineties, like I was like yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he? Was he like nervous to yell it out or say it as ag- nah, aggressively he as he did? No, nah, he let that nigga go. <laughs> I was like, well, God damn. <laughs> now it was funny because <laughs> there was a lot of takes for that too. Like, so he. <laughs> oh no! That, that day he had to wake up and put his nigga cap on. <laughs> <laughs> And he didn't seem phased by uh, the taller kid who was smoking the weed in one of those episodes. He was scared to say nigga. He was scared. Uh, he did not want to say the N word at all. But that one who said, we're a black stuff. I was like, God damn. He didn't <laughs> give a fuck. He could act. He could act. Well, let's take a quick break. And then when we get back, the crack babies who did a great job have a bunch of questions that they want to ask you. Uh, so, Let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with the crack baby questions. All right, so Dion, you asked the audience, and I have to give a shout-out to all 12,000 crack babies, even though the quote-unquote OG crack babies are trying to start a click. Did you see this, Miss Pat? I know you've been busy, but the the crack babies who discovered you a year ago are, are, are pissed that there are new people discovering you, and they want their own group because they owned you first, I guess. Uh, no. <laughs> get, just get along crack babies but uh you asked a question dion so i i i, I told people in the pat down group that we were going to be talking about the show heavily on the next couple of episodes and if they had any questions that they wanted to ask do that and so the first question is from kathleen and she asks: is denise's character based on one of pat's siblings or a combination of several so they want to know who is denise uh mostly based off of um, my sister who smoked crack, uh, and a little bit of Koisha, because when we was developing that character, uh, I don't, you know, I don't spend a lot of time with my sister. I just know she has a, she's, you know, she has a drug problem. And, and I was trying to think, of, I was going to really base it off like the childhood character. But then when I started dealing with it, I was like, you know what, Jordan, this crazy motherfucker right here could be my sister. This character, the person with the our Quisha act, is is we kind of j- just like took some of the shit Quisha did. The club and episode kinda- is all Quisha. It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Like like and and Tammy even says stuff in the way that Quisha says it. So like you know the that's the voice we write in. Yeah. I'm telling you now, I'm not paying you shit, Quisha. Uh, <laughs> like, no, I'm not no crackhead. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Quisha, like, for them, y'all know she's not a crackhead. The crack <laughs> comes from my real sister, not I'm Quisha. Not no and she ain't no broke bitch. No, so, that's, oh, God damn, that, they thought she was a broke bitch. That, <laughs> yeah, they, like, they want 
Go fund me for she said they want to do a GoFundMe. <laughs> uh, yeah. make, make that money, Kalisha. Let them think you broke. Far be it for me to tell you how to write a TV show. The Her being a crackhead didn't connect with me. I want more Quisha. Put more Quisha into it. But that character is iconic and hilarious, just like Quisha. Well, she's a recovery. She got her life together. So it's something that she was in the past. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Tammy absolutely nailed that role. Oh, absolutely. God. So good. What was crazy is like the first day that I was there, I could just see how well you two specifically work together. Like you have a dynamic with each character because you're the star of the show. But like even with Terry, Jay Bernard, your dynamic, the way I, for me, it just felt like you and Tammy were the closest on the set. Like you're, you two were the easiest to work off of each other. Like it wasn't something that you needed to rehearse over and over and over again. Yeah. I just had that like instant chemistry. Did you feel that way at all? Yeah. I mean, it's, when you're working with people and then when acting and feelings come into shit, you really start to connect with that person. And you feel like, you know, for me, since I was such a new actor, actress, I started to feel like that was my fucking sister. You know, and, you know, I don't just go to work with people. I build relationships. So me and Tammy would talk off, you know, when we're not at work or if, you know, if if uh, if we had time, we would go get a drink. So that's how I am. So I was very connected. So I could feel the chemistry where it, it just felt so real. The the moment I laughed hardest at was when you two fought at the job. <laughs> that was hysterical. <laughs> the, the way it was, <laughs> it was really good. Um, they didn't even use the best take, if you ask me. There really? Was another, there was a take where I think one of them fell over. And I was like, oh, man, it was so, so funny. That old man in that wheelchair was funny, too. Was that was that improv? Did he, does that For really, him. Yeah. For him. That you look like Aunt B? He, for him. Oh, oh, I can't. Is that on the, is that, please tell me that's on the blooper reel. It is. Okay. It is. I fucking holler when he said that. Um, it was improv. So Kelly has a couple questions, and it, one one of that was one example. But what were some unscripted moments or lines that made it into the show? My favorite was when the daughter was eating the cake, trying to keep me and the dad from eating the cake, and I stuck my hand in her mouth. I I and got that was fucking <laughs> that was me. I was just a reaction. And I tried to hold it as I walked away, but we all fucking busted out. <laughs> I loved that you guys left that in because it was like a family moment, you know, where you're all laughing at each other. Yeah, yeah. So well, when I stuck up my hand in her mouth, boy, they could not stop laughing. Uh, go ahead, Dion. I was going to say, because in, in that scene, we were trying to get it right. We were trying to get it right. We were trying to find something there. And then Miss Pat just did it on her own. And we, once she did it, we were like, oh, that is it. That was the only time you did it, right? Just that one time. You didn't... Yeah, just that one time. Because there was multiple times where she had to keep eating the cake. Yeah. And at one point, Miss Pat go, yeah, go make this girl look like me. We have to keep doing this over and over again. And so, in that final one, that was just perfect. Just perfect. It was like, oh, we don't need to do anything else. Was yeah, that but she was so good at holding her lap. Because she, if you, <laughs> she wanted to bust out laughing. <laughs> So, was there anything that didn't make it to the final edit that you wish did? Yeah. Um, it was a joke we had where uh, Jesse and uh, my daughter is in the kitchen, and they're talking about debating abortions. 
And I was like, excuse I look around the wall. I was like, excuse me, you can't keep them all. And, and uh, I interrupt the conversation. <laughs> I know Jordan got it. So I'm going to ask him. I wish it was in the blooper reel. Uh, did you was, say that on? Funny. Did you say that on Rogan instead? Because I know I saw you say that somewhere. <laughs> um, I don't know. I probably did, but that was that was a that was a joke Jordan cried about that we could not have. <laughs> um, how did you choose the names that you did instead of using the real ones? Like, why did you go with Carson and not Williams? Or I didn't do your... any of that. Jordan had all of this stuff in his ears. He chose the Carson. Okay. okay. Yeah. Dion, you want to choose next? Yeah, another question from uh, Yanitra Bowles. This is from Top Heavy Women. Where did Miss Pat get her bras from? Everybody want to know where you got your bras from on the show. Because mm-hmm. they, they said your titties was looking good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think they got them from Lane Bryant. <laughs> Uh, so oh, my, my, where did she get a bronze from? My group, Arch Enemy KB Leone, uh, says, Will Gariana continue to write more episodes for the show, or does she have an interest in getting more involved in writing scripts for other shows now, too? She did great. She's gonna write more episodes. Uh, I think I'm hoping that she can get involved and write more for uh, other places. Uh, that was her first one, so I'm looking forward to her writing like. One on her own this year. I mean, if we get one, we get another season. Probably the most asked question is if Dion and I will get a cameo or if you'll have characters based on us next season. If I start a podcast. All right. Of course. Well, yeah, you can, Chris, you white as fuck. You fit right in. <laughs> it, listen, if you guys need somebody to look over the, the script to plain field it up, let me know. I'm uh, yeah, can... you can easily be the delivery man. <laughs> <laughs> Real easy. Uh, he should have been, been Tammy's boyfriend. So let's see uh, what Cody asked. What was it like acting with Tommy Davidson? Talk about some of the cameos because there was Tommy, <laughs> Tommy Davidson and and I know some other people on there. <laughs> Oh, tell them about Tommy Davidson, Miss Pat. <laughs> um, I bet on that. Um, let, let me ask. Uh, <laughs> let me ask a different question. Uh, so, the bartender in the club is that somebody I should know? Because I felt like that was a famous person I wasn't aware of. Somebody, the club owner. Yes. No. Yeah, that was Hardo Arado from Urkel Show. Oh, okay. Wild Family Matters. No, 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 not the comedy club. I, no, I'm talking about in. The, Are you talking about the dance? Club? The dance Madison. club. Oh, that was T. S. Madison. Okay. Yeah, they, she was famous. She, she's a uh, transgender. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Big Black Dick dot com. Yeah, BigBlackDick.com. Oh, I already have that in my search bar here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can go to BigBlackDick.com and find her. I feel like you're trolling us, but no, I'm no, serious. She's Put not. She's serious. No, it's that just takes me to ratemycock.com. What <laughs> <laughs> they say? T.S. Madison. Put T.S. Madison. <laughs> 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 hold, hold on, I gotta, I gotta. Let's see here. Uh, all right, take a picture. Okay, yeah, I, f- I felt like it was somebody that I should know, but I didn't. Um, but the comedy club owner was who? He was Waldo from Family Matters. 
Oh, yeah, I knew I knew him from somewhere. And can we talk about the job he did of portraying the person he was portraying? <laughs> Identical. <laughs> all, all the local comics here, Miss Pat, hit me up and go, God damn, he did a good job. <laughs> oh, my God. Didn't he do a good job? Did a great job. He did a great job portraying the evil fuck that was in my life <laughs> uh, when I first got to Indiana. Oh, my God. He looked like him. Everything. He did a great fucking job. Once you guys told me who it was, I couldn't unsee it. It was really spot on. It was funny because uh, Jay Bernard was asking me about the the guy in real life. And I was telling him, I go, dude, you got to give Jordan and Pat so much credit for picking uh, Waldo because he looks exactly like he goes, does he? I've never seen the guy. So I pull him up. Oh, fucking God. He looks just like him. So you guys killed it on that (laughs) casting. Absolutely killed it. Uh, next question. Will they possibly add characters in later seasons for Miss Pat's bonus kids? She cracks me up with those little kids from Amanda. Uh, if I get enough season, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> so start I'm streaming. I'm planning on it. I'm planning on it. Well, uh, see, uh, Krista here wants to know, was there definitely thought on scripted clothing, i.e. your pajamas, Terry's black t-shirt on episode five, my guy versus everybody? And the HBCU gear. Was that something that they picked out no, themselves? Or we picked it? out. We picked out. That's what we wanted. That My God versus Your Enemy is DJ Envy from The Breakfast Club. That's Charlemagne co-host. That's his wear. Uh, and, of course, I wanted to shout out Black HBCUs. So I tried to put them in as much as possible. So uh, I think we got them in a couple episodes. No, that was definitely me and Jordan. He wanted to bring back that living. What was that? Uh, that a different show, world, that different world feel to it. You know, because even though you don't, you know, you got. I, I was. It was also because I do have two kids that was old enough to go to black. You know, probably could head to a HBCU, and I just wanted to put that positive vibe in their minds and stuff. Plus, the sister, the oldest daughter, actually graduated from Spelman, so. That's why we chose HBCUs, and we're black. Would love, uh, Krista writes, would love to know what limits were placed on your show. Was listening to Two Funny Mamas a while back, where Sherry Shepard and David Arnold, and they were talking about the show they had for one season, and she mentioned how one day someone came in with hoop earrings, and they told her no, and she had to take them out because of the audience and executives. So um, are there any cuts you can divulge that you wish you could have been able to keep? That's really a Jordan Pooper um, uh, question uh, because I I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't in that much of an edit, so I don't there know. Was, there was one line. Uh, it's one of your jokes, uh, episode four, when we're using the derogatory terms, that they made you go back and change because of what was happening during that time period. But it ended up working out okay, but I still think like that was the one thing for me where I was like, man, I wish they left it in because it's funny, but it's also pertinent to the conversation, you know, when using words that you shouldn't use. And, you know, she said it on the podcast, uh, you know, a million times. And I just felt like that one little piece, it didn't really affect the overall episode too much, but I think it would hit just a little bit harder if they left it in. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Pat? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. 
Hello. Hey, Jimmy, come on. Secrets are no fun unless you share with everyone. Well, I mean, it was just a derogatory word. I mean, it's an episode. I'm, I'm not using this word to offend anybody. It was the word Jap slap. And they took that out. And we tried to really fight for that. But they removed the word Jap slap. Because at the time, Asians were having a, a, a lot of problems with attacks. And we understand everybody wants to be safe. You know, you don't want to do anything to encourage people to hurt another race of people. So we took it out, and, and that was, that was a word I wish we could have kept. That is a that is a term that multiple people in my life have said and gotten in trouble for because they didn't know that that particular phrase was a problem. Be, yeah, you know, yeah. So that's kind of of a bummer that that didn't get kept in. Yeah, I was kind of bummed out for that too. I was like, "Fuck!" I really wanted people to see this word, and you know, and. And understand what we was trying to do, but they replaced it. But which is fine, you know. You can't get it's That's the purpose. That's the purpose of having a team, a network team, and then your team, and y'all collide together to make something great. You know, BET made a lot of great moves on those on the stuff that they we discussed back and forth what we can and can't do, and that's why I think the season is so great because we was also hand in hand in this project together. Uh, Stacy writes, I'm curious to know more about the writing and editing end of things. How heavily was Miss Pat involved in both the writing and the editing? Who was part of the team that might surprise us? Apart from the phrasing which has been discussed, was there anything Miss Pat wouldn't include? Is there something that you took out? Uh, we had an episode seven where it was going to be about uh, my mom and boyfriend molesting me, and I, I scrapped the whole... Uh, I scrapped the whole... Uh, I struck the whole. Um, yeah, you talked about it on Rogan that was, it was just like it was too tough at that point. When today? Yeah, you already got a ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay, Miles. Huh? <laughs> okay, okay. What time is it? It's at six. I'm good. Okay. What did you, what did you say now? So, uh, how much editing? Were, I know that you were. I mean, you wrote the show. I mean, you and Jordan but we, and but a we team had of writers. writers but we, yeah. we went behind every writer. We had to touch every strip. And that was something that I learned. My name should have been on every fucking episode, but that's here and not there. Uh, but we was very heavily involved. That was an episode, uh, like I said, we strapped about, um, and I, I, I'm going to change that because I want you to edit. That was an episode we strapped about something that happened to me when I was a kid because we were going to plan on doing that episode. That's why I said that. Got it. I don't want to get away. Uh, that I wasn't ready to do. And so we scrapped it and we wrote a whole new episode, which was fucking hard. If you we had to get it. If you want me to edit it out of our podcast, you shouldn't have said it on Joe fucking Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> did I say that on you this? Did. Yeah. Oh, well, fuck it. Keep it in. <laughs> you know, it was, that was that episode. You know, it was about molesting. And so I decided I don't want to do it. Started it over. Yeah. And we did. And you know, we eventually get to it because it's such a heartfelt moment for me. So I want it done right. So it'll be such a heartfelt, it would be a healing for all, all of us. Yeah, I feel like watching you cuss out the the ex at the end of episode five, was it? Like that felt like it was real. <laughs> it was so funny. I don't know if this is the blooper reel or not, but she calls him nigga bitch. <laughs> he goes, I ain't going to be too more many nigga bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that actor was so good. 
And he, he also was. He said, can you please hurry up this, this scene? She's killing my soul. <laughs> <laughs> He was, he so, was so funny. Like he was funny off camera. He was really funny in um, his uh, audition tape. I mean, I can't stress enough how well you guys nailed the casting for this show. There is not one person who appears on screen that says something that wasn't just just nailing it. Like you guys really, really killed it. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate that. What? How? How? Like emotional was that moment for you, cursing him out? It was so emotional. Like I said, I don't, uh, any, I don't know if I said. I, I think I did say it. it was so emotional when we finished the scene. Jordan wouldn't stop crying. Yeah, I wondered if that was the scene after I saw it. I mean, it was like knowing you and knowing that story. Like it, I could tell that was real. And it made me tear up too because I was like, that felt good, <laughs> like for her, right? So that yeah, that was, was pretty cool. For real. Yeah. Have you heard from him since the show's come out? Has he sent you any emojis on Facebook Messenger? <laughs> nope. has, he, has he waved at you? Has he roller skated by? And- <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't heard anything from him. Um, uh, he been stopped talking to me months ago, so I probably won't hear anything from him. Would you bring that that actor back? Like, would you bring that character back, or was that a one time mm-hmm. thing? Okay, Mm-mm. all right, good. I'm gonna you're gonna see him again. All right, good, because it was so good, and especially if he's in roller skates, I won't be able to take it. <laughs> <laughs> I put him in roller skates. It's so good. It's so funny. Um, let's see. I'm so sorry. I know I might get your name wrong. She says says when will quisha make a cameo would would she be a, an extra or a cameo or anything like that how how open and and how open are you to like putting real people in your life like a garyon or somebody in the back like do are you opposed to that or do you want to do that no no i mean we might go to a beauty salon you might see quisha who knows I'm not going to tell you, but you, uh, you'll see. All right. All right. Keep watching. Hopefully we get a second season and just keep your eyes peeled. You might just see Queach. All right. Well, that was all the good, all the good questions. <laughs> <laughs> but send Without them in. Without a crack pipe in our hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us, Miss Pat, before we go, uh, what was your favorite scene or episode I think my favorite episode will probably be um the pilot I'm I'm really close to that because uh even though me and Jordan wrote an episode together um that pilot was just the, the groundbreaking for what I was trying what we was trying to do so it will probably always be the dearest to my heart. And it, it, it you know, what was crazy, even though it took, it took almost two years after we shot it, it's still funny. It's still current. It's still funny. And I just I just love the pilot. I've seen it six or seven times and it was still good. And Deanna, I don't know how many times you've seen it, but it was I've, fresh. I've, I've streamed the show nine times since it came out on Thursday morning. <laughs> so 
I've seen it at <laughs> least 12 to 13 times myself. Um, Do you still I'll, laugh? Yeah, I yeah. still laugh. I'll I tell you, I'll never hear that song without thinking of Terry when you first come home and he's in the kitchen and he's singing. Forever from here on out, every time I hear that song, I will think about your show. What are what are the cast and crew like? Are you in touch with the everybody? Like since the response has been so good, my cast. Yeah, what are you guys talking oh, with, we about? Talk with, all the time. Yeah, but what are you saying I'm, to each other about it? They just happy and they're celebrating and they're just they're just fucking happy. I mean, we talking and touching bases and you know I'm like congratulations, Miss Pat. And you know we just we a happy fucking cast of family. You know that's how we carry on. So Speaking you, of the cast, can can we schedule them for some of the episodes coming up? I talked to Theo on Instagram. Um, I hit up Guadalupe. So I'm going to see who's available tomorrow if we can do it. Next week is really busy for me. So um, I'm going to see if we can squeeze somebody in there tomorrow. Perfect. It'll be a Patreon. Cool. Yeah, and if we can get two of them in, then that's fine. But I was drinking today. That's why I'm kind of sleepy because I had a fucking <laughs> Amarillo sour and that bitch about to put me to sleep. And so, uh, you know, I can't drink. When I'm drinking, Chris is sexy to me. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> you got to start getting some liquor with Red Bull, Miss Pat. <laughs> Wake your ass up. <laughs> yeah, if you're gonna be you're gonna be super busy the next week, so we should definitely get one in tomorrow, so we could we have yeah, something we for next week. Try to get one anyway. or two in tomorrow. That would be great, uh, and then we can go from there. I mean, but I I, get, I make a call as soon as we end this one to get a man. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, thank y'all for knocking this bitch out the park for us. I mean, crack babies. When I tell you y'all showed up and showed the fuck out. All 11,000 of y'all showed up and showed the fuck out. And I'm really working on hard dropping a surprise in the Patreon for the people who's overseas. And I didn't, I, uh, when, is it overseas? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking to drop some a big surprise in the fucking Patreon for the people who overseas and who can't watch the show. So uh, stay tuned. I mean, Hopefully you are in the Patreon if you want to get this surprise at all. I'm going to drop in there this week. Cool. Really proud of you. It was really, really good. It was great. Thank you. Thank you. We got so much other shit planned. And I'm, hey, hey, I need y'all. Oh, I, oh, I want to say this. Please go on. I looked on. Um, I got a, tw- a tweet from somebody. If you go on to. Uh, what is it? Cooper. If you. Uh, Amazon Prime mm. Prime Video, and please leave a review. We got five stars. That's awesome. Yeah, go and leave reviews. Whatever, leave fucking reviews. I mean, tag a friend. Look, to my, Monday is gonna be tag a friend to watch the Miss Pat show. You know, tag a fucking friend. And TikTok people sitting on TikTok, they're coming over for the first time, and they're like, "Oh my god, this show is fucking so good! I had to try it out." It's nothing else out there like it. But reviews mean everything. I mean, a lot of time I shop only by reviews. So, you know, please do that for me. Also, uh, I don't, I'm, and I'm going to be honest with you. I have some Miss Pat t-shirts made. Um, I have some for a box. And I have some other things that I'm going to be giving away within a week or so. And when I'm, I'm going to open it up to the Patreon people first. Then after that, 
and then the and then the crack babies who who's in the crack baby groups. Um, I don't have. I probably have two hundred of these items, so they would definitely be first come, first serve. Uh, it's gonna be. It's probably be from uh, small to three X. It's gonna be a mispatch shirt. I have. I think I have a hundred fanny packs. I'm gonna give away. That's gonna be left over. But I want to. I just want to show you guys my appreciation. And since the people are in the Patreon, I've been behind. Y'all been so fucking patient. Uh, I'm going to drop it in there first. But stay tuned this week. I'm going to give you guys a big surprise. And we're going to go from there. Cool. And I'm going to catch up. Thank you. <laughs> I love you, Deanna Chris. I love you, too. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of The Pat Down. Make sure you check out my website at misspatcomedy.com for all of my social media, my tour dates, my book. Make sure you spread the word about my podcast. Please rate and review. Please rate and review and share. Thank y'all so much, y'all. I've been Miss Pat.